Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Wednesday, February 9th. Another beautiful day here in Edmonton. Is it? Yeah. Hell yeah. Looks pretty dark to me. It is currently one degree out. I'd call that a beautiful morning. Okay. All right. (laughs) Um, We're broadcasting live on the Podbean app as we do every morning, Monday through Friday. Um, Live real estate investing morning show broadcasting from Edmonton. Yeah. Um, you know, this is your opportunity to click the call in button on the Podbean app. Ask your questions about real estate investing, get them answered for free. Join in on the chat. Yes. Yes. we got lots of people joining on the chat. Um, yeah, lots of people coming in today. This is good. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, we have a special guest this morning. We do. Um, all the way from Saskatoon. Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. <laughs> um, special guest Fraser Nybro is on today. He's going to be talking about the Saskatoon market um, and his investment business. He's a real estate investor. Um, we talk about flipping. We talk about Saskatoon. We talk about multifamily. Um, yeah, I'm super excited for that. Also, let's get into before we get started with that. Before we get him in here, I just want to make sure he's actually. Looks like he's he might be ready to go. Um, I'm just going to verify on that. But uh, before we do that, obviously we can talk about upcoming events. Let's do it. Um, we got one big upcoming event coming here. Let's see, it's the only one scheduled for the time being. I don't I don't know when we're going to do our next one. But uh, we got the uh, three day real estate investing cabinetry coming up here on February 25th through 27th. Whoop whoop! Super excited for that. Yeah. Um, that's a three day real estate investing cabinetry in Alberta Beach, Alberta. In a beautiful cabin. Beautiful cabin on the lake, um, fireplace. It's, you know, just close your eyes and picture it. Um, There's me. (laughs) Okay. It's not just about that. Exposed wood. Is that a thing? (laughs) I just told them to close their eyes and imagine themselves (laughs) on the lake. In a beautiful cabin okay. with me with exposed wood. Okay. That's literally what you okay. just said. Just I could have let it go. I could have just let it go. Yeah, but you should have let it. You should have let it go. No, I wasn't letting that one go. <laughs> uh, there will be no exposed wood. Um, uh, if it makes you feel any better, uh, there'll be other people there too. There'll be other people there. Uh, other ambitious real estate investors. And what we're going to do is we're going to spend the weekend um, building a roadmap. To getting you where you want to be with real estate investing i know sounds, yeah sounds terrible that's what we're gonna do yeah that's what we're gonna do sounds terrible like how you know how could that be any fun i want to learn about strategies and and techniques and stuff yes we're gonna do that too we got special guest speakers coming barry mcguire is gonna be talking about creative strategies cheryl wilkes is gonna be talking all about how to get the most mortgages and and financing calvin hexter uh, calvin roche is going to be there and talking about the Edmonton market and how to work with a realtor and how to find flips. It's, it's, it's one heck of a weekend. 
And also, I think that it'll be really cool to hear from Calvin about just like our new reality, our new landscape of um, the market in Alberta right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll have some really good insights on that, I'm sure. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a pretty, it's a very intense weekend. Don't don't just show up there if like you're just looking for something to do. Because um, the last thing we want is someone just sitting in the back of the room, twiddling their thumbs and not getting involved. Um, the only way for this, this weekend to truly have an impact on you is just is to be vulnerable and to and to get involved mm-hmm. and to have discussions and 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 be honest about what it is that you want and if you can do that for us we will show you spend the weekend with you showing you how to get what you want and where you want to be yes. as quickly as possible with the resources that you have right now it's 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 a life-changing weekend so that's coming up on february 25th through 27th mm-hmm. uh the link is in the show notes there if you got any questions you can also dm me or text me and you can ask all about that awesome. and we will answer. Uh, about time I say we let our guest in this Let's morning. Sentiment invite. He has good accepted. morning, everyone. Good morning, <laughs> Fraser. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. How are you guys? Fantastic. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> it's a beautiful Wednesday morning. Can't complain. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> How's the weather in Saskatoon? It's uh, it was really nice yesterday. Actually, I think it was plus four. I think the truck said so. Yeah, nice. it's uh, making messy, messy roads. That's for sure. But that's nice. it is nice. But then yeah, it makes messy roads and then it freezes overnight and then it's just terrible. Yeah, this <laughs> that's winter, I guess. Yeah. Uh, for those of you listening in, in warmer weather, uh, maybe it's more farther south. That's just the normal for us in, in, in Canada, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, thank you so much, Fraser, for coming on. Um, you know, I I put a post online a while back, and uh, I was looking for experts in in the Saskatoon area, and literally, just the whole comment section just got littered with your name, like littered, oh. <laughs> like like Tim Hortons coffee cups, just like overflowing <laughs> <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I, I I knew that I had to reach out to you. I mean that's 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 it's quite a a compliment when 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 someone asks about your market and you are named as the expert. Yeah, I mean that's, that's got to awesome. feel good, eh? Yeah. Oh, definitely. No, that's that's yeah, that's super cool actually. And uh, thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, chatting about the market and yeah, just giving some insight into what we've been up to and what we where we think the market's headed. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably where we'll, where we'll start off, right, Kev? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, and so for all of you guys that are tuning in live uh, today on the Podbean app, you know, feel free to text your questions below in the comments uh, as well. If you want to come on and have a discussion and you want to ask your question live with Razor, that's totally possible too. You just click a call-in button. Um, but like I said, I think it would be good to kind of start off with what's what's going on with Saskatoon right now. Um, what, what are you seeing right now? Yeah, um, there's a lot of stuff going on in the market, as probably the same with Edmonton and the markets that you guys are in, just a little bit west of us. Um, we have flipped a lot of houses, and we've actually scaled that back this last year. We uh, started getting into bigger and bigger flips, but uh, just with the volatility, we thought like we just sat down and looked at the risk and the lead times on everything from kitchens to construction costs just everything Mm -hmm. there was just a little bit too much risk and we were getting into a higher price point flip um more that like buy it for three hundred and fifty thousand and sell it for six hundred and twenty five thousand and our like our fixed costs were getting pretty high so i was we were me and my wife we were just a little bit concerned about 
having half a million dollars in fixed costs sitting out there. And then all of a sudden the market shifts and banks start right. closing up or uh, the buyer pool isn't necessarily there anymore. So yeah, we actually shifted over to, we just, we're just pushing the rental side of the business a lot more right now. Um, it nice. just makes a lot of sense. I think long-term that's where, that's where we should be. And yeah, it's, like Saskatoon, like Edmonton, it's been a depressed market for so long, you know, like five, mm-hmm. seven years, uh, even a little bit longer, probably. And we're starting to see rents push back. And it's it's actually really interesting in the buildings that we're buying right now because we're doing essentially hard repositions on them in, in a very short period of time. So, oh, really? Can yeah, you explain yeah, what so, that is for someone that's new in investing and what that means? Yeah, so you buy a building and uh, say it's an eight unit to 16 or 16 plus. Um, And then you go in, purchase it. And then whether you need to do renovations or not, you essentially go in, um, bring everything up to market rents, or even what we've been doing is bringing up just sub market rents just to keep Mm -hmm. the tenants happy and keep everybody in the building still. And, uh, and then you turn around and refinance it. So essentially bring prop bring multifamily buildings. So, Nice, nice. Yeah. And are you able to, and in most cases, are you able to get most of your money out or, or a portion or? Yeah, some of them. Like I have an eight unit I bought back in July. And and by quick, I should clarify, I mean like probably six or eight months. So under the year mark, which yeah. is yeah. fairly quick for an apartment block. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, we're getting most of it out. Like they're not full burrs by any stretch, mm-hmm. but uh, some of them get pretty close. Like those smaller ones are easier to do. You can just get nice. the value so much higher, so. So it's all about uh, increasing the rent and that obviously by increasing the rent increases the value. Is that how it does? Exactly. 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 So it's nothing like residential. No, no, no. It's a completely different uh, ball game. And I still love residential. I still think there's a, a lot of, uh, like a lot of opportunity in residential. And I, I think residential rentals, because one thing I really get a kick out of is once you get into the multifamily space, a lot of people, they start like, bad talking residential properties but i think it's (laughs) and you guys probably see that all the time too but it's i think it's uh like just a good way to keep a diverse portfolio essentially like say 20 years from now um my wife and i we have a couple apartment blocks and say we have a few single family homes then if you something changes in life or we need to get some quicker cash you can sell off those single family homes so much faster than you can the apartment blocks. Like if you absolutely yeah, for like sure. sometimes apartment blocks year, one year before you get the money out of it. Um, like, especially if it's not priced right or the market's not there or the buyers aren't there. Whereas a single family home, if you, if you price it right, you can have cash in your account in 30 days. So right. I think it's just a nice part of the portfolio just for flexibility. I'm glad that you said that, that a lot of people, that that thing you said about a lot of people, as soon as they get into multifamily, it's like they they're 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 better than residential. You yeah. know what I mean? They start saying bad I things know. about residential, but I think they're just two completely different things. Me personally, exactly. Like I, I and I, I no BS and like I've always, I've never been interested in multifamily because I'm like I don't understand. Like the only way to increase the value is to increase the rents. What if the rents don't increase? But I exactly. watch all this residential increasing just dramatically overnight. Mm-hmm. Well, like I, I'm not getting in on that. So you yeah. kind of have to like I like the diversification comment you made about yeah that was a really good comment that you know that you have both you know what I mean there's I think that multifamily has a lot more security and stability 
Um, but I mean, at the same time, it's more of a, a conservative investment. I always yeah. thought that if I'm ever going to get into multifamily, it's going to be when I'm over 60. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's no, just my that's opinion. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Calm, cool. Don't got to worry about it. You got a property manager on site. You know what I mean? Secure. Yeah. It's not too crazy like residential where it can go up or down in a moment. Um, also, interest rates are nice and low and financing is significantly better on, on multifamilies as well, right? Yeah, it's actually really crazy right now. They're going to like say million dollar loan. You can get one point right around that 1.5% or 2.5% uh, interest. So <laughs> I've heard people locking in around 2.6 and I was actually quoted 2.4 a little while ago on one that we're refinancing. God. Which is the, like it's pretty nuts when you look into the compound effect of that, you know, like if you have a $500,000 loan, um, mm -hmm. just like the, just the mortgage pay down alone on those bigger loans. It's pretty, pretty wild, but it yeah. makes it interesting. Multifamily has always been very intimidating for a lot of people because they feel like, you know, it's almost like they look at it from the from the lens of of the monopoly game. You know what I mean? Where you start off with a, with a property and then you're able to put a house on it. And then the big goal is to get a lot of money and then you can get the, you know, the, the apartments. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, 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 you know what I mean? The hotels. So I think that people look at it that way and they get very intimidated by it that, that you almost have to be a big player in order to get into multifamily. Is that the case or can people start with multifamily? Uh, people can start with multifamily. It's just goes back to that old thing about getting around the right people. And like, I, uh, you guys have your cabin retreat coming up, you know, that's a good example of that. Just if anybody's interested in getting around people doing what you want to do, mm -hmm. like just, you need to get around people that are doing it. So, um, mm -hmm. but like we did, we did it the long way too. We did the stepping stones and kind of just started out with, a basement suite you know they bought a house got in the basement um lived in the upstairs and then bought another house with my wife i met her in between those two houses uh mm -hmm. got in the basement suite lived in it and then rented out the upstairs and then it was funny at one point we had five houses like five separate dwellings and we were still living in the basement suite so yeah. <laughs> like everybody was bugging us like you need to like you need to get a house at least get on the main floor get your girlfriend <laughs> on the main floor or girlfriend at the time yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then we just started working with event investors was the next big step. And that would have been about 2018, I guess. Yeah. And then after that, it just kind of blew up. We were flipping houses and people saw what we were doing. They were asking how we can, how they can participate. And then uh, multifamily has always kind of been the goal. It just, I don't know. It's always interested me and just the different dynamics of it. And the, <clears throat> just, you can move into different markets a lot easier, I think. And that might just be, that might not be true. It's just something that I seem to think. But uh, yeah, and then we ended up getting into or moving those investors over to the multifamily side. And then, yeah, we just kind of do a mix of everything. And mm. I mentioned earlier that we scaled down the flipping. It doesn't mean that we're not going to flip anymore. It's just we need to find the right properties. And there's a lot of people flipping in Saskatoon right now. So okay, that, that coupled with the volatility just... Yeah, needs to be the right property. And and you had to make that decision. That was the right decision to make. Hey, this isn't the right time for flipping. So I need to pivot and I need to work on something else right now. Rather than just sitting there and either trying to A, say, well, it doesn't work and, and not doing anything or trying to force it when it won't work. You know, sometimes you just got to pivot and move on to something else for the time being. Yeah, Markets exactly. are cyclical, right? Yeah, exactly. And then it's where we can focus our energy too. Like <laughs> you only have so much time in the day. So 
I could go door knocking and find find those houses, but it's just so much more work right now to find those good houses. Mm-hmm. Whereas from a time standpoint, it's a lot easier to find the apartment blocks even off market. So, um, so yeah, we just shifted over there for now. But yeah, we'll definitely be going back to flips. Um, there's a couple different directions I wanted to go, but I'm, I'm curious, you know, what, what does your, your day life look like? You know, your career, are you still working in a, in your, um, do you still have a job that you're in a career? That yeah. You're yeah. So I'm actually still employed at a, a mine just West of the city, West of Saskatoon. And I'm actually on parental leave still. So, but I don't think I'm going to go back. I think I'm going to just let it go. And I'm, I'm pretty open about that. I think everybody does know everybody yeah. in the work community, I guess you could say. But uh, yeah, it's I've been there for about ten years, and it's or twelve now, I guess. And it's uh, yeah, yeah, it's been a really good job, and allowed me to buy real estate and get into what we really enjoy. And um, yeah, and then my day to day, basically, right now, I'm still very hands on in the management. We're uh, building out the management side of our business, so uh, I'm still heavily involved in that. I still like I know who all the tenants are in all the buildings. Um, yeah, and. Yeah. And then my wife has an interior design company also. So uh, she heads most of that up. Um, But I'm, I'm still involved in that. Not quite as much. So Mm -hmm. I, um, the reason I was asking was because, you know, just that moment where you talked about that, that dedication where, you know, you, you bought a place and you're living in the basement suite, then you started buying more properties. You're still living in the basement suite. It's, it's, I mean, it reminds me of, of Gabby and, and my journey as well as many other journeys. It's very relatable to the, to the, almost the stereotypical path of every single yeah. serious yeah. real estate investor, right? You know, they're still working, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to cut their costs and their expenses, um, you know, so they can save up for the next property. You get to that point where it's three, four, five, and you're like, then I'm going to bring in joint ventures. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. It's, it's and and a lot of people feel like they're not moving quite fast enough. But you know, a successful person like yourself, it's the exact same path that you took, right? And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. And actually, I, I spoke with uh, Levi the other day. He he was mentioning you guys, and uh, he asked that same question. And I, I just told him I was like, it it goes so fast. It's uh, it like you you may exactly what you said. You may feel like mm-hmm. you're not moving right now, but all of a sudden you'll just blink and you'll be into whatever you want to be. Where, mm-hmm. wherever it may be, you know, just make sure that you're aiming for that and take action to do it. Yeah. If you, if you really, if you open yourself up to the opportunities and you put yourself out there, it's crazy. You do, you, you blink and then literally someone will come into your life yeah. and they've got a big chunk of cash or multiple people will come into your life with big chunks of cash. And suddenly the whole, your whole outlook and your whole belief system just completely changes. We're like, Holy crap. I thought it was yeah. this. I thought I was going here, but now I'm going wherever I want. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all this money, it opens up doors and suddenly you got 10 properties. And you're like, how, how the heck did this happen in 2018? Yeah, right. Exactly. And that's a good actionable item for your listeners also is just like, even just today, start telling, tell one or multiple people, if you can, what you're doing or what you want to be doing. And like that's, that's what it boils down to. Just telling people what you're doing, you know, like, once we started telling people that we're, oh, we're flipping houses or we're doing this, then people, you know, like I was sitting in a doctor's office for like, what was it? I had like bronchitis or something like that. <laughs> you know, how doctors are there like quick, usually five minutes in and out. But uh, this one, I've got to know him over, over time, but still that doctor patient relationship. And then yeah. um, 
next thing you know, we're chatting about real estate. And then he's like, well, I'd love to hear more about your opportunities. And it's like 45 minutes later, <laughs> on his personal email, you know, and I just mentioned yeah. like, he was like, what have you been up to? And I was like, oh, just, just on the hunt for single family homes. I think the Saskatoon market <laughs> is a very good opportunity right now. And just started talking about it. And, you know, he was, inter- everybody's interested in real estate. Yeah. You know, that, that old saying, if you walk down the street and ask 10 people if they've ever or wanted to invest in real estate, there's like eight. I don't know where those stats come from, but it just, yeah. it's a good example. Throughout this whole thing, all I'm picturing is Levi in the waiting room, waiting for the doctor. Like, what is this guy taking? Why is he taking so long? Yeah, yeah. He's what are they doing in there? there? Yeah. <laughs> but you're up- Yeah, I'm so glad that you said that, Fraser, because we <laughs> preach it all the time, but you can only say something so many times mm-hmm. before, like, but if somebody else says it, people might start to believe it. Wow. Maybe, yeah. maybe like, they because, something. And we're really big on, like, on the fact that, like, how well social media works to tell more people at once instead mm-hmm. of having the one-on-one conversation. It's like, if you show people, if you post, like, some before and after pictures of your flip, people can, like, a lot of people can see what you're doing mm-hmm. and the impact exactly. that that can have. But yes, also those one-on-one conversations in the doctor's office with your dental hygienist with like yeah. we've in had so many of those conversations exactly yeah. yeah and it is so impactful and you never know which which time somebody's gonna say well actually i'm really interested and here's my personal email yeah right? yeah exactly and then yeah, you want to get sure. one step further i mean you know hopping on podcasts and talking about your story heck i'm mm-hmm. sure like you know Hopping on, uh, you know, you were featured, uh, Matt McKeever was going across Canada and doing little videos with uh, investors and you were featured on one of his videos. I'm sure that must have really boosted, uh, you know, your your brand as well, right? And trust. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. That was, yeah, that was a really good podcast <laughs> or a good YouTube video or YouTube series, I guess. And uh, yeah, it, it brought a lot or brought, brought us a lot of phone calls and emails and like it was, yeah, it's it's wild what happens when you put yourself out there. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, um, you know, when things started exploding, like walk us through what it was like raising capital. Did what, did it just randomly happen where people started saying, hey, yo, I'd love to sit down with you and hear more about this? Or was it you out like with um, with performers and like calling up people and saying, you know, hey, would you like to invest in this property? Like, how did that whole process work for you? And how did you bring in um, uh, joint venture partners? So my first investor was actually a real estate agent of ours. We got to know him pretty well and looked at a lot of houses. And then um, it was actually funny, our first flip. So we bought our first house in 2010. Say our first flip was, I don't know, or started first raising capital in 2018. We were kind of flipping the whole time, but just flipping to ourselves, not flipping to the public, I guess you could say. And uh, I guess it would have been 2018. We started flipping to the public. So uh, we found a house. Me and my wife, we did, did it the old-fashioned way. We qualified for the mortgage, uh, put the down payment down ourselves, and we were going to do the rental ourselves. So mm-hmm. I bought that one uh, or put it under contract. It was actually a probate sale. So long story on that, our money got tied up for like eight months, and yeah, it was <laughs> interesting. And, uh, <laughs> and then a week later, another property came up in this neighborhood. It's called Riversdale in Saskatoon. It's down um, close to downtown, but it's a very transitional area, I guess you could say. But mm-hmm. a lot of people were investing down there. So anyways, I saw this house pop up. It was a Easter long weekend or I don't know, some long weekend. And I actually sent it to the agent. And I was like, hey, what do you think about this? I'd like to put it under contract. Let's put an offer in. So then he's like, oh, good, good, good eye. So put an offer in. I tie it up before 
the end of the weekend. I think the next day I ended up getting an accepted offer. And uh, I didn't have the, I didn't know how I was, how I was going to pay for that one. And mm-hmm. just because we had all our money allocated for this other project. And then what I think, I forget how I even mentioned it to him. And he's like, well, I'll, like, I'll come in on it. I'll qualify. He's like, we have good jobs. What? And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it's like, it was as simple as that. And then we just went to the lawyers, got a JV put together, a JV agreement. And uh, yeah, the rest is history. And then we just went to different, uh, like meetup groups and we were involved in all kinds of different stuff and put ourselves out there quite a bit mm-hmm. and just like sit back on the couch or like hunker down and just work in the house and kind of hide out. So then I, I was pushing for apartments a few, I think it was the next year actually. And mm-hmm. I ended up at an event and um, they did like a dragon's den for real estate investment. Yeah. So I actually had, my perform all made up for this building that I got under contract a month prior. It was a 16 unit. And, uh, and then I, yeah, went on stage and pitched the dragons and nobody on the stage wanted to invest, but they were all really interested and really good feedback. But I got, um, one was the, well, yeah, one was a a lady from the crowd and Mm -hmm. we're still good friends to this day. Like she's, investing also in a different market and yeah we, we chat all the time and mm-hmm. then uh the other investor he was actually the doctor that i spoke about prior um <laughs> and, and then the other investor was a friend of one of the investors so that's how i wow. raised my first well first three hundred thousand for multifamily i guess it would have been crazy yeah you never really know where it's yeah, going to come awesome. from yeah. Right. At the end of the day, I mean, you put a lot, you put effort out there. I mean, you stepped probably out. That was probably a big step outside of your comfort zone to go on stage oh, yeah. Yeah. and talk about a multifamily. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it turns out it ended up being your doctor from which you had a, a two minute little conversation about like, you know, Hey, what are you up to? And you actually said what you were up to. And yeah. that's, yeah, that's exactly. where it came from. I, that's the, and, and the other one is, you know, your realtor, which like you didn't really try for that. It just kind of yeah, you put yourself naturally. out there and, yeah, yeah, it was super I like, like organic. I guess you could say just just happened. I'm not I'm not trying to humble you and and you know I'm just almost say like it was lucky. What I'm trying to share with everybody is that really it's not that complicated. You know, yeah. you don't you don't. I I I've never had anything come from my website. Not one thing. <laughs> never. Oh, really? Nothing is ever. Nothing's ever come from my website. Everything has always come from you know discussions yeah. and doing videos online and everything else. And then just sometimes just people, you know, will will just be interested, right? Yeah. It is. It really is that simple. And then obviously, what you've done is you've taken the successes of you know working with that particular realtor and working with that doctor and that other woman. Um, and you probably just done more deals with them or, or leverage that to show exactly. that you're, you know what I mean? And then uh, once you start doing deals with people, other people start coming in cause they can see that you're doing deals with other people. And then it just, it, it compounds, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, it, it just, it happens so fast and it's, it's, it's not hard. Just, yeah. Like, like, and obviously like people always think, or I used to think like, well, it's easy for those people to say that are doing it, but it's honestly not like, it just goes back to that actionable item I said before, just start telling people what you're doing and you'll be very, very surprised at what comes out of it. (laughs) It's, it just makes you laugh. eh? It just, how, how simple it is. It really is that simple. And and that, that just comes with stepping outside of your comfort zone. Right. And I, and I can understand that that can be very difficult for some people. 
did you ever really struggle with that in, in the early stages about, you know, opening yourself uh, up to that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I still, like, I like people. I like being around people, but it's still hard for me to go up on stages and like that dragon's den example. Like that was pretty tough. I'm not uh, like, I'm not super well versed in public speaking and going up on stages, stuff like that. So, um, it, yeah, it was definitely a step outside of my comfort zone. And there's been tons of times where you have to do that, whether it's like speaking in front of a smaller <clears throat> real estate group, pitching an idea or just mm-hmm. talking, you know, just, but it's some, I realize it's something that I have to get good at. So I, yeah, take the opportunity every time I can. And it's, uh, yeah, it's just a good That's life cool. skill. Um, you said that you're on parental leave right now. Is this your first kid? Uh, second. Second. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. How's, um, you know, like maybe we should talk about that just very briefly here. Um, because that's, 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 the, I don't know if you've been following along for the last few years, but that, that was the original theme of this podcast, but before we, we, we rebranded it to the morning show was that it was the real estate investor dad podcast and, and the podcast, the whole theme was around not necessarily dad investors, but just investors who have lives you know what i mean every investor has either got a job or yeah. they've got a you know a kid or they got a baseball team or uh you know they've they've got uh everyone has their own responsibilities they're responsible for and mm-hmm. they all they all have their own individual excuses as to why i can't do it why i don't have time because of this but then when you you look at all the successful investors who are doing great things they all have the exact same kind of story so how has it been you know balancing being you know, an employee, a husband, a dad, and also, you know, this, this big successful real estate investor. Oh, that's good that you ask that actually. It's, uh, it, it's, it's really good. Like we're we, like, we got into, we found our groove, I guess you could say, but yeah, there was, there was a while there. It was tough. It's, it's hard on families. It's hard on marriages. It's hard on, you know, you just have so much going on. And, uh, but then, yeah, you just communicate It boils down to communication and then just, figure out what works and you have to work together as a team and like speaking for me and my wife we always sit down and we schedule out the week on Sundays or we try to we don't do it every Sunday obviously right real (laughs) life gets in the way but uh yeah we just found what works for us and we just maximize that as much as we can and yeah it's just give and take so but we're both pulling in the same direction I think Mm -hmm. what me and Vanessa uh, my wife's name is Vanessa um what we realized is uh that we need to be in alignment. We need to be pulling in the same direction. And we realized this a long time ago. Um, mm-hmm. So we sit down every once in a while, annually for sure. Sometimes we'll, we'll get to it every six months or quarterly and just kind of review exactly what we're looking to do, where we want to be in five years, how we can align ourselves. Because one thing that you see in older relationships is that people grow apart, you know, right. like friends back in high school, like, you grew up at their house, like you were always over at their house and their parents seemed so good. And then all of a sudden the kids graduate and then they're broken up. Yeah. It's just, you know, and you're like, what? That is crazy. Like they were, they seem so good together, but what probably happened was that they like their alignment fell out of whack and then they just stayed together for the kids. So Vanessa and I, we realized that that's not something that we want to happen to us. So we put a conscious effort into making sure that we're going in the same direction. And hmm. like I said, every once in a while we sit down and like, what do you need? What, what do I need? Um, where do you want to be in five years? Like, 
do you want to be in Europe? Do you like she's she's also a flight attendant for a major airline in Canada. So okay. we do like to travel quite a bit. And uh we haven't so much in the last few years, which has been really good for business, I guess you could say. Um, <laughs> but you know, like she's always got these goals. She loves traveling and she wants to go experience different places. And mm-hmm. I like I want to grow the apartment side of the business. You know, so how do we align those two? It's very mm-hmm. two very different things, right? So that's like, that's interesting that 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 we we you thrive what you want most is 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 success and growth, and mm-hmm. she kind of wants the traveling thing. So and and I, and I like the fact that you guys are are reconnecting every once in a while too, because it's very easy to come up with have, a plan, you know, six months ago, but things change over six mm-hmm. months, right? And, yeah. you know, your resources change, your opportunities change. Suddenly, you know, you were talking about doing two apartments before because you had one joint venture partner. But in the last six months, you raised $3 million and now you want to go buy 12 more. And she's thinking like, wait a second, I thought we're traveling next year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but the way that we, like just for an example, what we found, or like a good example of that is, like you boil it down, I want to buy these apartments so that we can have freedom, so that we can do the things that we want. My vision i guess is just a little bit more shorter time span i guess you could say so Mm -hmm. i need like i want these apartments i will get these apartments which creates the cash flow that is the easiest way that i found creates cash flow for our family everybody's different and uh i need these so that i can get to that point that i can do whatever i want and like i'll never be the i'm not a sit on the couch kind of guy so even if we did end up in like say europe for example i'd be hunting down apartment blocks over there networking with people in Mm -hmm. in whatever country you know, and yeah, it's just, it's interesting stuff. So it's, I can relate to that. I can relate yeah. to that. I mean, that gr- the growth, business growth and personal growth is, is, is big on my big for me as well. And I know a lot of our listeners, um, you know, they're, you try and ask them why, and, and they, they can't answer it. They can't answer why they want more. It's just the way mm-hmm. that it is. That's the way that I'm yeah, going. Yeah, it. totally. Right. Uh, but, you know, being honest with yourself about that, there's nothing wrong with that. But some people, that's not it. Some people just see it as a tool to get to what they want. And, and, and that tool might be traveling. That tool might be, you know, contributing to the things that are important to you. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So be honest exactly. with yourself. And, and yeah, the more honest you are, especially in a relationship and you can have those discussions, honestly, then everybody gets what they want. Right. Because every really, no two people are the same in a relationship. They're always different. Right. Opposites attract. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um. That's fantastic. I, I really like that. Now, there was a question here earlier um, that I want to get back onto, and I want to make sure that we're kind of staying, you know, keeping the flow really um, uh, seamless. But um, I want to ask you, uh, what was the name of your business, uh, your investment uh, business? Uh, Naibo Estates. And then we have a Naibu few sub companies like Naibo Asset Management, and then my wife's company is Designs by Vanessa. I want to talk. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, and do you want to talk about her, uh, you know, design company? Is that, is that complementary to the investment business or was that something that was going on before? No, it actually, so I bought my first house in 2010 and then I met her in 2011 or 2012 and she was a flight attendant and the company she was working for, went through some major layoffs in 2013 or 14, I believe. Mm-hmm. So she was like, I'm going to go get a degree. I really like, interior design and it's not like picking pillows and stuff like that it's like drafting on autocad and redesign you know um so she went to uh lasalle i believe and yeah got her degree in interior design and it yeah it really complements the business from 
all aspects really like from the flips you know she does all the design we do it all in-house so uh it was really nice when we were doing uh equity splits with the partners because the Mm -hmm. partners would participate in like we wouldn't charge for the design it was just built into the cost you know yeah and that's how we started out we don't do a lot of equity now we do mostly debt so we just pay a set interest rate um basically a loan on the money and and then on the apartment side it, it it's very complimentary just because it, you know, like one thing that we're seeing, not to go on too much of a tangent, one thing that we're seeing is that there's there's a demand for nice apartments in Saskatoon in like you can call it the core area, I guess. Um, there's a lot of 1960s, 70s and 80s buildings. So I put a lot of um, ads out on Kijiji, like dummy ads, I call them and like really nice designer units at a high price. And I just test different market or test different areas to see what kind of interest is out there. Mm -hmm. And what our data is showing us is that there's a large group of people that are willing to pay. They want a nice place. They want quartz countertops. They want USB plugs by the bed and they're willing to pay a premium for it. So what we're on the hunt for right now is basically apartment blocks that need full gut full renovations so then we go in and do nice do yeah like full renovations on it and then yeah I, the numbers work on it i think it's good to get the tenant the tenants that you want you know so that's mm-hmm. another, another example of something that i'm looking for right now i'm looking for like a beat up old 15 unit or 20 unit apartment block or even a 12 unit you know so but yeah they're they're very or her design is very complimentary to pretty much all aspects of the business. So it works good together. That's awesome. Um, we do have a question here. I think it's a great segue, actually, back to that question that, that came in earlier. Yeah, um, it is actually for sure. So uh, we have a um, listener here that asks, if you did not have multifamily to focus on when you shifted from flips, what do you think you would have focused on? Ooh, that's a good question. I, yeah, I don't, it, what I would have focused on whatever I was interested in at the time and what would have made the most sense financially, like what would have made us the most money, us and our investors. That's, I don't know what it would have been if it wasn't multifamily, but, um, <laughs> well, you know, like it, maybe you it would have found been, something. Yeah. Yeah. Or if it was real estate related, it would have been probably hunting down properties. And that's what I mentioned to somebody the other day. If like, if flips are too volatile for you, which in my books, they kind of are. And I only have enough time in the day to go after apartment blocks. And we're hiring people and starting to leverage time and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. just me personally, I, I want to focus on the apartments. But if I didn't, I would move over to uh, wholetailing. So basically yeah. what that is, is you're good at finding discounted properties. You, you turn around, you close on it. You can wholesale it if you want, if if the buyers are there. But what I found in Saskatoon is the market's just a little bit too small and I, I haven't. I haven't wholesaled any property to anybody. Mm-hmm. I, I've only ended up wholetailing it. So what that means is we actually close on the property, clean it up, and then repost it on whatever, or off market or on the MLS, however you want to do it. Mm-hmm. And you can make really how, good money doing that. And How much of a cleanup are we talking? Um, the quickest one I ever did. And so like sometimes it's like a reno, more like a flip, but... Yeah. Um, but the quickest one I ever did, I bought a house in Lakeview in Saskatoon, which is a good area, and I paid 260 for it. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
and uh, it was listed at 340. It was on the market for 134 days. So this was a deal for somebody to take for 134 days. And I ended up buying it for 260. I went in. There was a lot of pets in there. They chewed up all the baseboards and it's like it smelled really bad. Mm -hmm. Um, So we went in, cleaned it all up, changed out a bunch of baseboard, give it a very, very deep clean. 11 days later, I sold it off market on Sask Houses, it's called, for 303500. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not bad, not bad. So, yeah. so after paying oh, realtor fees at probably what, 10K um, or 12K? No, I didn't. I didn't oh, it was off market. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. just pure. So, profit. yeah, we walked away with probably 30 some on it, mid 30s. Wow. For cleaning it up and changing some baseboards. Yeah, in 11 days. So, from <laughs> the time I had it under contract, or no, what was it? Oh, sale <laughs> to sale was uh, under a month. Wow. So from the time I closed on it to when the money came in the account. And that goes back to why single families are a good are a good part of the portfolio or mm-hmm. a very powerful part of the portfolio. That's a prime example of how quick you can sell these houses. 30 days, you can have cash in your account. Does that type of strategy work on MLS? It does, but a lot of the more agents you talk to, and I, I don't know, I haven't had to. I, I look at the velocity of money more so, so I, I try to turn them around quick and I would rather... Yeah not squeeze every property, leave a little bit of like meat on the bone, so to speak yeah. uh, for the buyers too, because then they, they love it obviously. And yeah, it's just good relations and it's quicker money for us. So we're happy with it. And our investors are happy because we usually do a minimum, like I'll do a minimum three months with them just for the mm-hmm. hassle. Like if it's a Olympia, like Olympia loan or however you structure it and try to, that that's another good thing for, like a lot of people, they'll nickel and dime deals and yeah. they'll try to like squeeze every penny out of it. And we're like, we try to give as much as we can to our investors, keep everybody happy. Like we'd rather play the long <laughs> or take it the long way, I guess, and go for those long-term mm-hmm. relationships. So I guess the reason I was asking was because uh, a lot of people asked me similarly about that. And, you know, can we just go in, find a really good deal? you know, clean out all the garbage, give a fresh coat of paint and, you know, good, do a deep clean and then just relist it really fastly, fast, sorry, very fast. But then, um, you know, their concern is always, well, since I bought it off the MLS and I'm selling it on the MLS, the realtor who's going to represent the buyer is going to see that what we just paid for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Right. And they're going to see that we just cleaned it. And now we're just trying to make $40,000 profit off of it. Yeah. Right. And that's a big, that is a big concern. And a lot of, sorry, what I was going to say earlier about the agents is um, a lot of times they'll say like, if you don't do a lot of work, then you like, you're not going to be able to sell it or there's going to be a lot of pushback. And even on that house, I used as an example, the neighbor was an agent and she like she was basically saying like, oh, you guys stole that property. I can't believe you got it for that price. And like not happy about it. Oh, man. And then I was like, well, look, like we offer a service to people that isn't, the service isn't in the Saskatoon market. Essentially, we offer simplicity. So whatever people are going through in their life situation, like we'll close quick, we can close cash. We can, um, you can leave any of your belongings behind. We'll hire a moving company for you if you need you know, like we'll do it all. And, and then like the amount of garbage that they left in that house, it was, yeah, it was wild. Um, mm. But then after like five days, she's like, well, maybe I will take your card actually. Like maybe I, could, <laughs> I might know some people that, you know, like I just, whatever, developed a relationship with her and she's yeah. actually pretty cool. But, but well, yeah. And at the and end then, of the day, 
Oh, so ahead. I was going to say, at the, at the end of the day, that seller had the same opportunities that you had. They could have cleaned it up and replaced well, exactly. the chewed up baseboards and been yeah. able to move it themselves. But instead, yeah. they sat on it and stuck with the price that they were trying to sell it at. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, you could say, oh, you stole it, but you just had solutions that they weren't willing to do, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's uh yeah. And like I said, it was on the MLS for so long. So, but yeah, anyways, that's just a good example of what can be done. You can definitely turn properties around, but if you're going to do quick turns, I would, I would probably say, just try to keep it off market, um, put it on. I don't know what the Alberta websites are, but like ours is SAS houses. So it's, it has really good traffic, but you don't have the MLS exposure. But at the same time, I've had agents tell me that like, if the house is a good deal and it's in a good area, buyers don't dictate or the agents don't dictate who buys the house you know if you have like if somebody's interested in the house they're gonna see it so there's always that side of the argument too if they do want to list on the mls yeah um fraser we do have a couple other questions here um one of the listeners is asking uh what lessons did you learn early on about flipping Ooh, good question a fault, there's a follow-up question to that that says, what were some of the things that helped you scale up faster? So what lessons did you learn and what and what were some of those things that helped you scale up faster? Those are good questions. Um, the lessons that we learned quick were you need to know your area. You need to know what to look for. You need to know your price points. And if you don't, you're, prob- you're probably going to lose money on flips. Um, some of the things that we learned in a hurry, like some good examples, I guess. Um, don't buy on T intersections. Um, mm-hmm. Don't buy on busy streets. We will not buy on busy streets. It just closes the buyer pool too much. Yeah. Um, and then know your numbers. Just make sure that you know your numbers and your timelines. Um, don't you don't want to get stuck with big fixed costs or holding costs. Um, if you qualify for the mortgage yourself, or if somebody qualifies and you're paying uh, just like a conventional interest rate. Then it's not so bad, but if you're paying hard money on on a loan, you don't want to be stuck holding a property. So make sure that you have your price points right. Right. And then uh, some of the things that help us scale up faster was definitely working with investors, which um, goes back to putting yourself out there. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just getting people to help you. We we worked with a lot of sub trades. Um, or a lot of different subtrades over the years. So we have really good relationships. Even now we shifted from um, the flips. Like we, like I said, mentioned, we dialed back the flips, but we do a lot of client renovations now. So essentially we took the risk out of, out of the flipping. Like it's basically like a flip, but clients are involved, but there's no, there's not really a risk of like holding on to a half a million dollar property. Yeah. So just, Yeah work with lots of other people, make lots of good relationships, work with lots of different trades. And then basically when things go to how they are now, like essentially, I get like renovations or everything's delayed. Lead times are absolutely nuts. Um, people are getting COVID like on the, not on the job site, but they're like supposed to show up for Wednesday and then they end up getting COVID on Tuesday. So they can't come in. Right. So, those relationships have allowed us to pick up the phone and call another plumber. This mm-hmm. is an example of like two weeks ago, actually call another plumber. And I was like, Hey, um, whatever we ran into a problem, do you mind coming in and tying in a couple sinks and do whatever? Um, and he's like, yeah, I'll be out there. So those nice. relationships are extremely powerful and yeah, just 
focus on what you spend your time on. Be very aware of it and uh, delegate out what you don't or aren't able to do or aren't able to do well or don't want to do. Mm-hmm. I, um, I want to ask one last question before we start wrapping things up here. And that's, um, you know, early in the show and, and you just mentioned it again, um, talking about like delays with kitchen cabinets and, 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 and other items. What, um, what kind of delays are you seeing right now? What specific uh, materials are you seeing delays in because of the supply chain issues? Most, mostly kitchens. Yeah, then, that's, that's uh, what we're it, seeing too. Yeah, yeah. Like we're doing a reno right now. It's a big kitchen renovation. And uh, we ordered it back in August or September. And it was supposed to what? show up January 10th or January 8th or something like that. And it was still delayed a week. And it's just it just keeps compounding. It's absolutely nuts. Like it's all installed right now. But... You know, like right before it was supposed to come, the week before, or a few weeks before, even that uh, those road blockages out in BC happened. So I guess, <laughs> yeah, and this plays into it. It's actually really interesting. Uh, our kitchen was companies. our kitchen was right behind yours on the highway. <laughs> in the next truck. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, but yeah, uh, all the shipping companies out east, they were sending all their manpower out west because they could get like double rate essentially. Yeah. So they, could, they couldn't get the kitchen from uh, out east where it was coming from. So they actually had to get a hold of CN or CP, I can't remember, and they had to ship it by train. But then it got oh. stuck in Winnipeg, just like sitting in the, in the yard. And oh, okay. they were saying, when you hire these train companies to ship your stuff, it's like they're the customer. It's, it's a, a completely different dynamic, which was super interesting. But <laughs> anyways, it only ended up being late one week, which I think is good for today's day but mm-hmm. yeah it was what however many months that is september till january 10th or 15th when it finally got put wow. in so yeah uh yeah so that's the biggest one wow I, I we didn't really experience it i mean do you mind if we ask you know where you're are you getting your kitchen cabinets from a, a big supplier or was it someone local that that supplies them you know through yeah it's a, it's a big local company actually and yeah yeah and, and they were there's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty wild. You'd think a company like that, they would be able to pull a few strings and get some like get some priority, I guess. But we even asked that and they were like, There's literally nothing that we can say that will get this kitchen faster. So but interesting. But it was good. See, and this goes back to taking the risk out of the flip. So that was a client renovation. So we knew when we ordered it in September that the lead time was gonna be, say, January. So we, we built the renovation around that. So oh, from okay. the client standpoint, we were only delayed a week just because of that week kitchen. But then mm-hmm. we made a lot of that up actually. But, uh, but if, if that was a flip and I was sitting on hard money on that, you know, say you order the kitchen right after you remove conditions. Yeah. That, that's like best case scenario. You're still four or five months out, you know, that's, that's, that severely scary. impacts. And that's, that's what I mean about one of the risk factors that came into play when mm-hmm. we, kind of made the shift. Right. Well, that's, that's good valuable knowledge because a lot of people are asking about that right now. Hey, what, what items are being delayed? And it's mm-hmm. good to know that, you know, if, if something like that was to happen, do you have enough of a cushion um, mm-hmm. on your budget to make sure that you can carry that thing and it could sit empty and no one's doing anything for a month or two? You know, yeah. what's the cost going to be to carry that? And how is it going to affect your timeline with exactly. where your, 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 your listing is going to hit the market? Is it now, is it going to land in December and you're going to exactly. be exactly right. So yeah. Yeah. it's understanding that's extremely valuable. So thank you so much for sharing that. That's, that's, that's fantastic. 
Um, I'm going to ask one, there's one more question here and then uh, we'll start wrapping things up. Um, Josh asks, have you branched into any of the smaller suburban neighborhoods like Warman or Martinsville, or do you still, or do you stay specific in in Saskatoon? So it depends what we're referring to, like uh, single family rentals, flips, or apartment blocks. Those are the three categories, I guess, we could talk about. So uh, flips, I wouldn't go out to Warman or Martinsville just because usually, or typically when markets go into, not depression, but uh, when markets reduce in price, usually it's uh, the surrounding markets and then condos and townhouses are the ones that you have to watch out for. So just mm-hmm. from, again, a risk standpoint, we do try to stick in, in the better areas in Saskatoon from a flipping standpoint. So yeah. mostly east side, north side. Um, for rentals, though, I would definitely go out to Warman or Martinsville, sing, both single family and multifamily. I do know some other investors that have uh, apartments out in, I think it's Martinsville. And yeah, they say it's really good rents, stable tenants, and good price points. So nice. um yeah, so th- there is opportunity out there for sure. And I'm not saying that it's not smart to flip out there or anything like that. Like I just don't know the markets that well either. So I just right. kind of focus on what we know right now. And But yeah, I'm sure there's a ton of opportunity out there. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for answering that. And and Fraser, thank you so much for, for all this valuable knowledge today. This is, mm-hmm. uh, I, I learned a lot um, and I know everybody else learned a lot too. Um, before we, uh, we wrap her up, I, we wanted to do a giveaway today. Um, so Fraser has been gracious and, 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 and generous enough to offer, um, a free call, a consultation call, coaching call, whatever you want to call it to discuss any of these topics, multifamily, um, Saskatoon flips. So what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to open up the lines, uh, for you to call in, but we're going to try and make it s- skill testing <laughs> so that, you know, people don't just, you know, just, uh, um, they don't just get in for being the first caller. So, what we're going to take, we'll take the first caller and I'm going to, actually, I'm going to close off the call in so that no one can come in and I'll release it when I'm ready. But here's what the, uh, the question's going to be. What is the name of Fraser's investment business? Okay. Good we're going to open up the, the line right now. And the first person to call in with, with that answer is going to get, uh, is going to get a free call with uh, Fraser Nibo. Yeah. And we can just <laughs> chat about whatever whatever's slowing you down or whatever you're interested in. And yeah, I'd love to help. Okay. We got Robbie on here. Good morning, Robbie. Robbie. Uh, was it Weibo Investments? No. Uh, nope. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's close though. <laughs> uh. Okay. Let's get to the next person here. I, had to think I don't know. Like that. No, oh, Nabo was taking it. Oh, I should have said it. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. Who do we got here? Hello? Hello? Who do we have on the line? Levi? Is that Levi? Hi, yeah. Levi, Levi likes hey, his Levi. money. Yeah, I actually tried calling first, but Robbie beat me. <laughs> Morning, Levi. Morning. It's uh, Nabo Estates. Got it. Oh, where's my Woo. music? I didn't have it queued up. 
Congratulations, uh, Levi. That's awesome and appropriate considering you're in, you know, the Saskatoon, Saskatchewan area. So that's that's, that's fantastic. I know you're going to get a lot. Yeah, of that's people. awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, awesome. Thank you very much. That's I look forward to it. Oh, me too. All right. Perfect. Thanks so much for calling in, Levi. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll get you connected uh, with Fraser and and get that all lined up for you. Yeah, he's in the Thank market. You. Maybe we'll meet for a coffee or a beer or something. Oh, that'd be awesome. There you go. There you go. Boom, boom. All right. Um, yes. Thank you so much again, Fraser, for all of this. This has been uh, really, really fantastic and valuable. Um, if anybody wants to reach out to you, um, they want to connect with you, best way to connect with you? Yeah, you can just uh, find me on Instagram, Facebook, any, any of the social media platforms. And yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate uh, you guys reaching out to me. And yeah, I, yeah, I had a really good talk with you guys today. Yeah. Oh, oh, thank you again. And um, I'm really looking forward to uh, connecting with you again in the future. Yeah, me, me too. This okay. was a lot of fun. So, Well, have a great day. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, See you guys. Bye. Wow, that was awesome. That was really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that was really awesome. Um, it literally checked off everything that I wanted to talk about and more. Beautiful. So um, I can see lots of... Uh, Lots of comments in here. Uh, yes, Robbie says that I fumbled. Um, <laughs> the, the big thing that I noticed is the, the last name was actually wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's when you said what was the name of it, I was like, okay, well, I can, I like his name is scrolling across the top on the thing. So I was like, hey, it was Naibo. Yeah. And then I was like, but what was the word? Because it wasn't. Oh, you didn't even know. No, I, oh. I couldn't remember. What was it? Estates was the yeah. word? Yeah, I was Naibo like, Estates. I couldn't remember. Yeah. Yeah, it's like hmm, who's gonna get this? <laughs> and I'm and I'm 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 so happy that uh, Levi was the one that uh, that got it because I know that he's yeah uh, he's building his business in Saskatoon and that's just it. Stars are aligning today. Yeah, Uranus is in retro retrospect. Oh God, what? Sure, yeah, <laughs> sure is. Uh, I also want to know if Levi has ever heard that joke before. If Levi ever got Elton John jokes, you don't you don't get you don't. Get the reference? No. Okay. I'm sure Levi's got it. No, never? <laughs> okay. Well, I'll have the song ready for you tomorrow morning. Uh <laughs> <laughs> never. <laughs> never? No, no never? one's ever said no. Levi li Levi likes his money. He makes a lot to say. No. No one? <laughs> Am I the only Elton John fan here this morning? <laughs> That hurt the ears. <laughs> I agree, Levi. I agree. He spends his day counting. Okay. Well, I that literally when you were at the cabin retreat, I wanted to say that so many times, and this is the first time. Like every, every time I hear Levi, that's, that's all I think about. Anyways, uh, big day today. Signing lawyer docs on the sale of our townhouse. Blue. I'm gonna make some money. <laughs> Well, it I doesn't like, close today. You're just signing documents. Yeah. Calm down. I, it, when does it close? <laughs> it closes on Tuesday. I'm signing docs today. Uh, it was actually sarcasm. It's not a big day today. That's literally oh. all I'm doing today. Yeah. Is I'm going to the lawyers um, and signing documents. That's it. <laughs> Fun, exciting day. <laughs> um, but you know what? I'm going to enjoy it um, because, you know, we work hard. Uh, is there anything else that you got going on today? You want to talk about? No. Update. <laughs> <laughs>
You, sorry, is it that you have nothing to talk about or you just don't want to talk about it? What's? I, I'd prefer not to. Okay. I'm just joking. She's a closed off individual. She likes to keep things private. Um, <laughs> that's terrible for I someone don't have who does any... a morning show an I... hour a day. <laughs> I just don't have anything exciting to add, so. Okay. Well, hey, how about, uh, well, there is some, it's not exciting, but um, the, the the progression with, the 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 minute yeah, the, mover yeah the progression is is that there is no progression so we had no response back about um scheduling the move out inspection so move out inspections I'm the two dates that. you gave were today and tomorrow no yesterday and today oh yesterday and today yeah so i'm going to complete the inspection today uh without yeah and uh cleaners are booked for tomorrow well you line that up nicely yep um, and then our handyman's going to come in as soon as it's cleaned. So maybe Friday, maybe Monday. Yeah, hopefully. Maybe come in the and touch up the walls and, and that's yeah. pretty much just paint touch ups and, and wall repairs, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, I'll probably start listing it, um, today or tomorrow so that can start scheduling, um, viewings. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. So that's it. Not exciting. I don't think real estate investing is supposed to be exciting. And you know what? Because because I do this full time, this is my job. I might also have an afternoon nap. We'll see. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's 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 uh, financial freedom. That's financial freedom, you guys. Yeah. That's not bragging. That's just <laughs> someone on the on the other end of this is thinking, Oh, must be nice. <laughs> it is. It, it is. <laughs> that's what we're trying to say. <laughs> Um, I hope you guys have an awesome day. I hope you guys take some action. I hope that some of this, maybe all of this, a portion of this, a percentage of this episode today, you know, gave you some perspective, some value. Um, I just want to say I really like the top, the, the very brief discussion that we had about the work-life balance and, and the working with your spouse thing. That's something that we haven't talked about in a while. I'd like to get back on that on that track. I think it's good to re revisit every now and then with the listeners just to make sure that you're you're on track with where it is that you're going and also um, on the same page as, as your spouse or your partner, right? Mm -hmm. So that, because um, things can change, right? Things rapidly change and um, you, you told them it was going to be one thing and now it's going to be another thing. And, and, and they're thinking in their mind, well, you said it was going to be this, right? So you got to make sure that you're staying on the same page and, and revisiting your goals and, and your expectations um, so that you can put it back on autopilot, right? Yeah, so I'm really glad we had that conversation. Hopefully it was valuable to you guys. And uh, if you guys have any more questions about any of that stuff, bring them in tomorrow. Um, I don't know what we're talking about tomorrow. If you have uh, suggestions or requests for topics, you know, send us an email at info at reimorningshow.com. Hey, and, and you guys, just because your kids might be off school the next two days doesn't mean that you get to just go and sleep in oh no like come on we'll no. see you tomorrow morning sleeping bright and early. is for afternoons yeah <laughs> uh yeah we're still gonna see you guys tomorrow is, is all kids off this week well I, at least in edmonton and surrounding yeah okay um yeah we're looking forward to seeing you guys tomorrow morning oh i do have um a couple things here uh tonight i uh, i'm getting interviewed tonight at 6 p.m mountain time Bye. Uh, Calvin Hexter, um, amazing realtor here in Edmonton is going to be interviewing me asking about, uh, townhouse flips. Nice. Um, so I'm going to be going into detail on one of our deals. If you guys are interested in watching that, uh, join in on Facebook live. 
at some point today, I'll put some some details as to how to find that, or just stay tuned um, to 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 my profile. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have much more information, but that's happening. <laughs> it's happening at uh, six p.m. Cool. Um, with uh, with Calvin Hexter. And guess what? I actually during that discussion, I say, "Hey, Calvin, uh, do you want to actually come on our show as well?" And he said, "Yeah." And I said, "You're an expert on the Edmonton market." And he goes, "Yeah." And I said, I don't like talking about Edmonton market stuff and market updates because that's not like my jam. I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't keep up with the trends on that kind of stuff. I just have other people do it like Calvin. So Calvin's like, yeah. And so on Monday here, 6 a.m. Mountain time, Calvin's going to be coming on and talking about giving an Edmonton market update. Beautiful. And it's crazy it's right now. It's on. about time because it's crazy right now when people have questions and they demand answers and, and Calvin's going to give it. So Stay tuned what, for that. What took you so long to uh, invite him? He's a busy guy. I'm a busy guy. <laughs> uh, no, I asked him like months ago, but oh. uh, but just he's been doing things and I've been doing things. And um, then he was doing Mexico things. And anyways, it, the, the, the timing was not right. And the timing is right right now at the opportune moment, the perfect moment on Monday at 6 a.m. Uranus and Pluto are in perfect alignment. Hey guys, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 